This episode was helped brought to you by our newest sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. They're a brewery out there in Eastern Iowa. So if you're in the area, make sure to stop by Kelowna and check out their brewery. Great food at the restaurant there, great beer, obviously. If you're in the Midwest, check out any Hy-Vee's. I believe they carry the six packs and they have different types of flavors. So you guys are gonna wanna you know, definitely try that out. And I think throughout this whole process, Fishing Kid and myself for Beer Fish Fanatics, we're gonna be doing some giveaways here and there. If you guys can go ahead and tag us here and there with your Kelowna beer. So other than that, enjoy the episode guys. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Granny with Bob Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. Awesome. And then today, uh, we, we actually got a, a, an amazing guest. Uh, super excited to actually really get a chance to get to know him a little bit more. Uh, been following him quite a bit. I don't know. Uh, he knows how long I've been following, but I've been following him quite a bit. Um, and you guys got to check out his channel. It's pretty, pretty cool stuff. And, you know, no further ado, we got Mr. Uh, Weston Smith. Uh, down there, you live in, is it Texas? What, what city of Texas do you live in? Texas, yeah, I'm just north of Dallas, so that's probably what people are familiar with. Awesome. There you go. So thank you so much for joining us. You guys got to go check out his channel. Pretty simple to find him. Just, uh, I think, YouTube search Weston Smith, and he pops up, so might pop up who knows <laughs> <laughs> there you go so uh today obviously we gotta drink some beer man i i, I want to give a quick shout out to adventures brewing again uh they actually like i said they they stopped by the house and did a home delivery for me so and they live i, I think they're the brewery is literally like two and a half hours away so i I, I don't know if they drove two and a half hours to deliver this beer kit, but I'm definitely appreciative <laughs> just to let them know on that. So, uh, but today I'm drinking an Indian pale ale with Citra and I told you I'm going to butcher this. What's Mosaic and Strata hops. All right. Did I pronounce that right? M O S. Maybe is it that mosaic or something? I think it's mosaic. Mosaic. Damn it. All right. So I mean, I don't... <laughs> I'm going to get ripped on that, but yep. It has a lot of hops, I guess. So I'm going to try that out. What are you drinking kit? All right. I also got the uh, Adventures Brewing. Um, yeah, uh, this one's kind of a doozy. It is a double India pale ale. So it's a nine percenter. It's going to hit me hard, uh, but I'm ready for the ride. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because you know why? Because, you know, Wesson goes, man, you guys are a bunch of wusses. He's going hardcore. What, what, what do you got drinking down there? Bro? I didn't I didn't say that now. No, simmer down. And honestly, I got myself a, a, a light pour of whiskey, though. So yeah, I'm going with Angel's Envy Rye Whiskey tonight. Ooh, nice, nice. Uh, my brother-in-laws are totally into the whiskey thing. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm slowly trying to build the, uh, the taste. It, it's an acquired taste for whiskey. I'm not going to lie. I believe so. Yeah, it takes a little time and yeah, I'm enjoying it, though. <laughs> there you go, guys. Cheers, cheers, cheers. 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 That's really good. That is not hoppy at all. Um, if you guys get an opportunity, if you're out there in Bettendorf area, go to Ventures Brewing and try this Indian Pale Ale. It's it's called Leisure Suit. Yeah, I can pronounce that. So Leisure Suit, you guys got to try that one out. It's actually really smooth, not hoppy. Uh, pretty good for anybody who's trying to get into IPAs and doesn't like the hops. So try that out. Yeah, mine's mine's hoppy, not as hoppy as I was thinking. And actually, usually with double IPAs, I you kind of notice the alcohol, but I don't. I don't really notice the alcohol. Just yeah, yeah just... Those, those double IPAs sometimes they get me. It's it's uh, sometimes a little too much hops, but you know, yeah, they vary. Sounds just, like you got good them. Just have fishing, <laughs> yeah. 
I have fishing kit. Drink like two more of those, and yeah, he'll he'll be a little slurred speech. Be, <laughs> oh, man, I gotta be... get I gotta get up at five in the morning. I don't think I could drink two of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, man. Well, it's all right. We'll see, man. We don't know how long this will be. We're, we're gonna learn a little bit about Wes and learn a bit about him. We might be in like four beers in. We never know, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. so you don't mind? Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, tell us a little about your channel. Um, I I, I, I could tell everybody, but it doesn't mean much when it. I'd rather have it come from you. Can you tell us a little about? you uh about your channel a little bit about your fishing background and everything if you don't mind right yeah definitely uh well y'all weston smith dallas texas really only got into the fishing game a few years ago i think it was uh 2017 i was looking up how to hold a bass how to hold a fish because my wife Devin would always get the fish off the hook for me. I've, I've talked about this story a time or two on my channel or different podcasts, but yeah, I was always embarrassed and I didn't want to touch him and everything. And so, uh, you know, I, I had, I had a bunch of other hobbies I was into, but then what happened is seeing these bait caster fishing reels really got my attention after searching for these, how to hold a bass videos. Right. So I'm trying to learn how to fish over here. And then I see these reels I've never seen in my life, a bait caster and somebody had some braid on there and they're casting it out. Sounds like a supercharger. And that piqued my interest into the fishing world. And so, uh, I mean, as far as my channel goes, man, we've, I've been making YouTube videos for a little while. I had done moto vlogs for a couple of years. So y'all familiar with the moto vlogs at all? Yep. Right. Just strap on the GoPro right there to the helmet and uh, <laughs> get you some. Yep. So we've been doing moto vlogs for a little while. I think I had built up to like 2000 subscribers over a year, putting like a video out per week. And so, you know, a little over 50 videos. And then I kind of stopped YouTube whenever we sold the bikes, you know, gets cold every year you want to sell them. Then it gets warm every year. You want to buy more motorcycles if you're into the motorcycles. And so, uh, so I was kind of like familiar with the YouTube landscape, but then I saw this fishing stuff and it piqued my interest and I wanted another way to get back into YouTube and uh, showcasing just the creativity, make some videos, have fun with a new challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I got back into YouTube and I kind of started strong with, I believe I did a video a day for 30 days. I might've missed one. Uh, or maybe I was 28 days or something like that. But I wanted to crank it off with a lot more content than I had going with the moto vlogs. That way, if anybody searched like Weston Smith fishing or Weston fishing or just fishing in general, maybe I'd have some content for them to look up or look at, right? To browse through instead of just posting, you know, one video a week like I had done with the moto vlog. Figured I'd try and step it up. And then we're here today with, I think I'm at like 34, 34 and a half thousand subscribers, just growing steadily ever since. And uh, met a lot of awesome people, honestly, including you guys tonight, just through the efforts. I mean, it's always it's a ton of fun meeting everybody in the industry uh, through the hard work. And then, I'm, I mean, yeah, this is just a pleasure being on here with you guys. I'd love to hear more about y'all because I haven't seen too much from you guys as well. So it's almost like <laughs> I got I got to learn about you guys. You'll, you'll have to binge watch and listen to us. I mean, we're, we're a bunch of idiots who love to drink beer and fish. Well, at least I am. I'm the idiot. He, he, he's the one who fishes. I'm just, oh, a, uh, I just fish a lot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I try to fish as much as possible. You know, it's been cold. What about where you guys are at? Uh, we got a blizzard uh, warning tonight. Uh, I don't know about in Texas. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we, no, estimated no. four to six inches in the next uh, about eight hours, they said. Yeah, That's, we're estimated 48 degrees. <laughs> so, <laughs> Didn't Texas get a bunch of snow like last week? You would have thought with everyone's fishing uh, stories in the community, but no, it was, uh, I mean, well, it depends on where you are. Yes and no. Where we're at, no, it didn't snow. 
where friends are at just south in Austin. It looked like they got a handful of inches. They were making snowmen and everything. So, you know, it's like the time of their life. But it seemed like everybody I followed who's in fishing in Texas was posting about the snow. Uh, it was comical. But, yes, we did get a little bit of snow. Hey, I want to ask you, how do you bang out 30 videos, like, in a month? Yeah, how do you do that? Like, did you just film a whole bunch and then just piled up a whole bunch of videos? Or, yeah, yeah, what, what happened there? Definitely not. Definitely not. I just try to go out every day and film something. I would try and go out and I'd be like, okay, what have I not done yet? And the answer is everything because I just got started. So I was like, okay, let me try and tell people how to put line on your fishing reel, even though I've really only done it a handful of times. So I did a video, where, you know, you just kind of regurgitate others information. You've watched some videos, you've spooled some stuff up. I'm giving probably a lot of the wrong information, but I'm just going at it, trying to get content out there. So, you know, like let's say one video was how to put line on your fishing reel. Well, that video, if it took me an hour to film or two hours to film, you know, I got to edit it, I got to post it. I was just trying to get the videos up before I went to sleep. That was considered my video a day. So maybe not before midnight or maybe not every day at 5 p.m. Central time. I wasn't that organized, right? I just wanted to do the hard work and get the stuff out there. So I would film maybe how to put that line on your fishing reel. And if I got that done and there was still time to go fish before sunset, I'd try and go film another video where I, fished whatever bait was going to work that day right I uh, just yeah I just tried to make it happen go out every day film I was still working valet at that time uh, I, I might have had two I think I just had the one job but you know nights and weekends and so I would go out every morning film something and I would try and edit it before I went into work as it was getting slow at work that evening I would edit the vlogs if I could as I was waiting on the last few cars to I valet parked cars again so I was you know waiting on these last few guests to leave the restaurant and I'd finish editing the videos, I'd come up with some sort of title and usually screen grab a thumbnail because I wasn't very organized at, you know, trying to take these awesome thumbnails that you see all these other YouTubers posting. And so I just had uh, lackluster, I would consider them lackluster thumbnails and titles and videos, but I was just working on getting better with each upload. So uh, yeah, I mean, I just tried my best to get something out there as quick as possible every single day. It was tough. But uh, I think you'd be surprised, and you guys probably know yourselves, it can be not as tough as you think, right? You can, you can just film a video with the GoPro alone if you choose to, and you can also edit the video on something simple like iMovie where it's very simplistic, and you can post that thing up to YouTube. You could have something filmed if you're talking about gear-wise, right, like a little rod and reel arsenal or some tips on knots, baits, etc. in your home when maybe there's maybe it's uh, what do y'all call it? Hard water. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's not an opportunity to go fish that day. I still had to have a video. That was my mindset. So I would just try and film something quickly and get it done. Other days you're out there for eight hours trying to fish and you get skunked. And I would showcase those two. That's very important. I think for people who are wanting to maybe make their first few fishing videos is that like, I didn't care if I caught fish or not. I wasn't ashamed of posting that. People would probably rather watch me get skunked than go out there and get skunked themselves. They'll probably learn something from me getting skunked. And everyone's very quick to tell you what you're doing wrong. So <laughs> it's very funny how quickly you learn if you're putting the content out there, right? Because you see the comments section, you know, whether it's positive or negative, you're learning. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, the speed was never an issue for me. I don't know if y'all follow me or this gentleman named Gary V. A uh, little plug right there. I've watched him. And I live by his tactics when it comes to just the volume of content you can put out. And so that I think really helped me learn quicker uh, as to maybe what works or what doesn't work. And I got better over time. Gary Vanderchuk. Love him. 
because I actually on my other podcast, I ha- I don't know if you uh, if you you know who Dustin Lee is, one of his assistant. Maybe I've seen some stuff by him, but yeah, I actually yeah I had another podcast I had him on. Um, so he was just kind of because he works directly with Gary, so it's pretty cool to have him on. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean about the getting all that content out. So, but like Fishing Kit said, I don't know how the hell you do it because that that's it's it's a toll because a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to like you just said film edit post film edit post and then to do it 30 days i mean that's that's uh hats off man because <laughs> hell no i can't do that <laughs> shit, well, man. Thank you. well maybe i'll expand on it a little bit because it's almost like aside from that as soon as i got started 30 day little skit of uh videos per day mm-hmm. then in march as i was debating on whether to stop valet you know we had well the fact is everyone kind of stopped working, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, old, the, the, the vid hit, and so everyone's at home. So I was like, okay, I was uh, ready to go full tilt again and go a video a day, long as I could. And I went like 105 days. And that was when I actually saw some very good growth on the channel in mm-hmm. 2019, right? No, 2020. In 2020, that's when I saw the most growth was from March. Crazy. Those next three months, I just did a video a day. I think it was probably 105 to 110 days straight uh and that worked out really well for the growth on the channel but yes here's what i was wanting to say i might have put in 40 hours a week at valet but really i was putting in like 100 hours a week on youtube right (laughs) on the content creation on the content side so yeah it is harder work than people think but the payoff is so rewarding in the end if you're looking at some of these youtubers and what they're able to achieve uh just around something they love to do right yeah, very true. I'd say it's paying off pretty good for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, we're just starting out though. We're, a lot to look forward to. Exactly. So, and and actually, you know, I want I wanted to ask you a little bit more because, um, so do, do you make it a um a thing when you go fishing? Because okay, everybody go check out his his channel. <laughs> he, he he goes to ponds that are whether they're on like uh golf courses, private residence. You get your ass kicked out a lot, man. <laughs> so, so is that something that you you kind of implemented? Like, all right, I'm gonna just go to a damn pond and just fish until they <laughs> tell me I can't, right? Or I don't know. Not necessarily, but when you fish as much as we do, right? When you go out fishing a lot, I think the Florida folks probably know exactly what I'm talking about too. It's like every pond you roll up to, there's a no fishing sign. I mean, it it seems like it would be as public as public could be. A lot of them are, you're not talking about gated stuff 90% of the time, right? And if it is gated, you try and get the permission. I mean, usually when I'm getting kicked out, it's security to a lot of these businesses that just don't want you to fall in the pond and sue the company because you had a trip and broke your leg. You know what I mean? So yeah. people do love to see you get kicked out though. You know, yeah. if I get kicked out, I might include that in the title. I might say we got kicked out. So just <laughs> it flows pretty well. And yeah, I get kicked out a lot. A lot of these places just say no fishing. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do out here? You know, I'm just going to try, I'm not trying to hurt nothing. I'm picking up my trash. And so, uh, yeah, there's, there's an argument to the, the whole private, but I would argue, I don't go on to these exclusive private ponds or, or then you're really looking at getting in trouble <laughs> then you're really looking at trouble they're like public private private public you know what i mean yeah definitely it's <laughs> like there's somebody that fishes like you know what's the harm really but then i guess the the normies that they, they don't see it the same way we do yeah that is the argument <laughs> yeah yep yep <laughs> it's not a great argument but that is the argument you're right I'll give you that. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it, some of them around here do say catch and release only. You know, so not all of them say no fishing. Some of them just say catch and release only. 
it's not always a thing of private fishing and that's not the only ponds I fish other ones that say no fishing, but it does happen. Right. So I mean, <laughs> it's in there. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I hop around to one of my regular ponds and it's not producing, I might go hit this other one that I've been to before and this other one over here. And then you end up getting kicked out of one out of five. And I might not have even shown the other four I fished in the video. It depends on if there was any valuable tips that I gave at that spot. It depends on if there was no bite. Like, do I need to include this extra 10 minutes worth of footage for people to just see me cast the same? You get the point. Yep. <laughs> so just kind of cut some of that out of there sometimes. Yeah, I guess in Iowa, we don't have a whole bunch of private ponds laying around. So our landscape's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, usually all the little ponds are scattered around town are, I think they're public for most of them. Especially like new development, they try to incorporate ponds and try to stock them and stuff. And then they make them public for people. So I guess it's a little bit different up here. Are you guys in an area too where there's some apps that you can utilize to find spots? Because like we have the one popular app that we use around here. And it seems like in this Metroplex, a lot of people are logging catches. And a lot of the places that I try and might get kicked out of are ones that people are logging catches at regularly. So it's like, okay, this is a spot that's fishable, blah, blah, blah but maybe maybe that's not the case up there i think uh we got like fish donkey yeah like just the popular ones mm -hmm. okay okay i was just curious because it seems like that's how i find a lot of spots right you look on these apps people are logging yeah, catches yeah. i know there's bass there i'm not going to waste time with the next one there might only be some bluegill panfish and i'm targeting the bass so yeah i'll, I'll utilize that quite frequently nice. around here finding new spots and then now okay so I, the way i found you um because i was looking because i I got into kayak fishing many, many years ago, and then I had freaking four kids and insane. So I had to kind of take a little bit of break and then fishing kid over here. Kayaks. What's that? Had to get five kayaks now. <laughs> <laughs> no. I told him just to get a boat. No, like, forget yeah. the kayaks. Just get a boat, man. That's exactly what he said. I go, gosh, you guys are killing me, man. My wallet says no. <laughs> right? So, but uh it, you know I, I would look into kayaks to get back into it i know i i picked up a kayak and then i actually found your channel because of your kayaks reviews and it was like i had nothing to do with fishing but then i was like holy shit he fishes too so then that's how i got into you know your, your channel and just kind of getting to know you a little bit better um so i'm still looking to upgrade my kayak no so i have a kayak i, I actually sold it because i want to upgrade it um, I mean, how did you get into the kayak fishing, man? And, and then I guess you can say, and how did you get into, you know, uh, doing the reviews and everything? Because uh, if, if you guys, you guys got to see if you guys are definitely looking to kayaks, because um, I think you did a really good job in regards to reviewing, you know, the pros and cons type thing. So that's pretty cool. So I appreciated that because it helped me decide because I, I have an idea what, what kayak I want to get for next year now. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for the compliment. And I will tell you exactly where we started. It was Costco Wholesale. Are y'all familiar? <laughs> yeah. Costco, yeah. So we picked this up, two of these, not really fishing kayaks, right? Just sit inside kayaks where you got to kind of like scoop down in that hole and there's no rod holders. There's none of that. It's not <laughs> fancy, right? And so we had bought two of those. I think it was probably $500 that we spent because we're like, we're not spending more than $500 on a kayak. You got to <laughs> must be insane. Yep. Must be insane. And so we had bought those two kayaks. And every time we took them out, there was another headache, right? So the, again, this is us getting started into kayak fishing. So there was another headache, like where do we put the rods? Nothing. We're losing something every time we go out. The things are like tipping over, like who knew there was such a thing <laughs> as stability, right? With a fishing kayak or even a fishing kayak. This is just our first experience going from fishing the banks and pond fishing to uh, trying 
out uh, life on the, on the yak. So anyways, we had had a tough time and honestly a bad experience kayak fishing with those kayaks. I mean, every time we go out, like I say, something else might've broken, right? Mm -hmm. And so needless to say, uh, I think it was after I had maybe met the Guggen squad that I was kind of introduced to the bona fide kayaks. And so when I saw those bona fide kayaks, I was able to utilize them. The guys had some extras at the warehouse. Not everyone was using them all the time. So when they would uh, say, hey, go ahead and take them out for a couple of days, I took advantage of that to not only take those kayaks out, which were awesome, stability out the wazoo, uh, next level as far as all the features you can get on a, on a fishing kayak. I, um, where am I going with this? I started taking pictures and tagging Bonafide, right? So I started to try and get recognition from the brand themselves. And through that over time, so I was in a unique situation, fortunate, but through the hard work and actually getting to meet the Googans was how that all lined up itself anyway. So I was able to tag these brands and you'll see a lot of people if they're out, uh, you know, and they see the fishing kayak of their dreams in the store, or maybe they're, they're out with a buddy who's using that kayak brand, they'll take a picture of it and they'll tag that brand. It's a good way to get an in with these folks. And then in the future, potentially get a, a kayak at a discount or a free kayak, if that's something you're looking for. But regardless, we had got those bona fides. Those were just a total next level game changer. You could stand up in 15 mile an hour winds when you'd be flipping out of the kayak that we had previously. And it was just a total different experience, you know, rod holders with the, the black box on the back. I mean, you can really do kayak fishing right and you can also do it wrong. So we learned a few things, stepped into the bona fides, and then uh, through continuous tagging them and exposure for their brand, they offered to send us one for free. Mm. And so I told them, well, hey, look, it's my wife and I, we got to have two. Like there's just no <laughs> butts. like I got to have two. So, yeah, so we got one for free and one we got at a, a discount, but it was still a, a hefty price, right, for it in the shipping. And then what had happened from that is I was able to cultivate a relationship with just more YouTubers. You know, as we're doing more kayak fishing, maybe getting discovered by a few more folks. Uh, we ran into a guy named MDLR Fishing, Mark, down in Houston, Texas. And we've done some collaborating with him, done some collaborating with a guy named Yak Pack Outdoors. So sorry if the story is dragging on, but this is the whole kayak experience for you guys right now. <laughs> so building these relationships and realizing there's another brand out there that has an amazing kayak and, and stepping up almost again into another level, another arena of kayak that is available to these folks, like the pedal drives. There's ones that are motorized these days, right? Mm -hmm. So we had seen what was available and uh, through MDLR, he got in touch with a representative at Old Town Canoes. That's the guys that were, that's the stuff we're rocking these days. And uh, they actually sent us two of those for free based on the fact that uh, and Mark put in a good word for us. And also I showed them quite a few of my Instagram posts and through tagging these other companies and getting a lot of exposure, the type of reach I was getting from those kayak posts specifically. So that helped us get into these higher end kayaks. And I'm just telling you the whole story that way, you, you know, exactly where we started, where we're, you know, where we're coming from and, uh, and how we ended up in the ones we're in today. So anyways, now we've got a couple old towns and those things are just complete game changers. So you got the pedal drive system on one of them, which is like, okay, now you're in a kayak where you can not only fish, but you can just think about fishing. You don't have to worry about positioning yourself too much and staying in place, you know, with a pedal drive kayak, you can kind of scoot back from the bank. If you're getting a little too close, you can, you got, uh, you got the rudder, you got steering. I mean, you're living the life of luxury. And then it took it up even a step further with the introduction of that autopilot model that we have, which is a, uh, it's a, a kayak with a trolling motor on itself. So it's got so that thing's got a trolling motor on it. It's got spot lock. I mean, it's literally a bass boat 
in a kayak and it's uh it's off the chain i mean you can stand up in 20 mile an hour winds spot locked on your favorite point just raking them up in a condition that most people wouldn't even go out kayak fishing in and so yeah we have a blast with the kayak fishing uh as you probably got from all that <laughs> and, and and i you know i was just saying you know because um yeah i'm still stuck at the uh that well i had the the hand trying to position myself so i that's why and that's what i was looking for the the pedal kayaks and uh, well this guy over here he has a hobie so i was just like guy i watched him fish because you know <laughs> I, I was we were kayaking we, we were uh at a lake and i'm just like god i'm struggling and the wind is barely blowing i can't freaking stay still and i was just like and then i had a rod in my hand and then i'm looking at him he's just like la di da da and he's just hands yeah. free hands free. free and just pedaling i'm just like all right that's it after this i mean after this season i was just like all right i gotta get either you know i'm so i was debating should i get a motorized or a pedal but you know i could at least justify a little bit saying i'm getting exercise honey so i can buy that you know that's, that's that, that was kind of my selling point in a way yeah. um to, you know to get that but no that and, and i agree with you i think um i gotta go at least minimal pedal for for next year so that's why i was like looking I, was, I mean, you won't, you won't look back. Trust me. Like the, the paddles are fantastic. You know, we were rocking the paddle kayaks for, it's been over a year. We were uh, having a ton of fun with them, but the pedal drive just makes it a total yeah. different experience. You yeah. Know? I, 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 I see the smile on his face all the time and I'm just struggling to stay still. So I was just like, I get it. Just, just being hands-free is like, it puts you on like another level when it comes to kayak fishing. And there's trade-offs, right, and accessories. So some of those of paddle kayaks, I've seen my buddies with uh, drop-down anchors, right? So you might have a little drop-down anchor. You might even be able to position it and rotate it around the kayak. I'm sure you guys know all about these accessories to where you can kind of get it to face a certain direction. And usually the paddles, uh, the paddle kayaks are lighter. You know, you're not carrying around the additional weight of the pedal drive system, worrying about messing up your, uh, not the rudder, but the, uh, what is that? The drive. The drive. Yeah, you're not worried about <laughs> your prop. You're not worried about damaging the your prop because yeah. you go in shallow, rocky areas and stuff, which is fine. It's all part of life. But yeah, there's definitely trade-offs, <laughs> right? There's trade-offs either direction you go. So yeah, I think the gains with the uh, either propeller or uh, pedal drives are outweigh outweigh the cons for sure. I won't. I won't argue. It's just the cost factor, right? It's like okay, yeah. how much do I want to spend here? Because some money can be spent. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some money can be spent, but that's the one of the trade-offs. <laughs> and th th there's so many good brands out there now, like compared to, I don't know what, like even five years ago, there's so many, like, uh, like even the older brands, they've stepped into the pedal or motorized kayak uh, world. Yeah. I think there's so many good options out there these days. It's probably tough to pick a bad kayak from most of these companies. I mean, everyone's trying to innovate and stay ahead. So I think you're in good hands no matter who you go with, right? Just pick pick one you like. But let me tell you what, if you get something that's got a little bit of stability, I like I like something around 12 feet because you can go with something that's like, you know, eight foot, 10 foot's good. Uh, 12 is just seems to be on another level of stability in the ones I have been in. And uh, the 10 is a, is a great option. But I think those first ones that we had got were maybe like eight footers or something tiny. I mean, it was tough to make do. So, yeah, you just got to <laughs> gotta watch yourself when you're going for the, the budget stuff sometimes because you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think 10 is like a minimum if you want to fish from the kayak. Anything mm -hmm. up, anything above that, you know, you're good. Yeah, Definitely. I agree because uh, I, I was that guy too. I was, the, I was a cheap 
Yeah, my wife calls me cheap. It happens, man. So be it. I got four kids and I bought the cheap kayak and I was like, that's it. Couldn't do it again. <laughs> I couldn't do it again. So I, I got a little bit of a better one. And now I got to step up my game even more now. Yeah, you got you got to start somewhere, though. We we all start. You know, nobody starts with the best kayak. Yeah, no, it's 100 percent true. We started with the cheap stuff that people don't even remember. Right. They see our that's videos. About, oh, it must be nice. Well, it's like, well, then put in the time and get you one. You know what I mean? It's just like, what it is. When it comes to gear, all across the board, like I started with $40, I think, Lose American Hero Speed Spool combos, man. We found them on sale. I mean, rod and reel, you know? So, and that was just after us wanting to spend anything over like 20 bucks for a combo. Because growing up, you know, you're fishing like bobber and worm, live worm at the grandfather's house on the lake. And, you know, I was never really into fishing until just these last few years. But, you know, when you're young, you have a few experiences and it's like, yeah, go to Walmart, get you a little $20 rod and reel and you're set. Right. So <laughs> little, little did I know yeah. all is out there these days, but yeah, we started with the cheap stuff, man. I think whenever I started spending the big money at first was when those cast Kings, I started seeing some stuff on the cast. <laughs> <King reels. laughs> it was getting pushed by a lot of big influencers and I, and you know, I'm a sucker. I, I go with the, uh, what the people tell me in those cash canes, they, they were great uh, for the money. I think it was 80 bucks maybe for a few of those reels. And they're now, they're, they're now, I'm not going to say nothing. They're, uh, we have <laughs> we're using other gear these days. We started with the affordable stuff and we have moved on because sometimes the reliability just outweighs the fact that, you know, maybe you save a couple bucks up front. I agree. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Cause I was just like, man, cause we ice fish. Speaking of that, you, you're going to have to try that one of these days i don't know if you've done it yet but you're gonna no. have to, you're gonna have to come up here and, and just suck it up buttercup it's a, it's cold and you're gonna have to come ice fishing with us but um, <laughs> i've had i had some offers i need to get up there man I, I bought some i don't know what you call them bibs what do you call them bibs yeah bibs. Yeah, yeah. Bibs. yeah got me a pair because i'm in you know in anticipation there you go. <laughs> it, well, it, it, that's the case. You guys, you guys swing by Iowa and, and we'll, we'll take you out for a good time during, during the winter. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Cause you, you're right. Cause my brother-in-law's got me to custom fishing poles for ice fishing. And I was just like, mm-hmm. next thing I know, I touch that like, eh, gosh, dang it. I can't go back now. It's just one well, of those things. Are, are do those things get up there in price? I bet they're probably not cheap. Oh, yeah. Custom ones or, or, they're, they're not like uh, uh, open rods, though. I mean, open rods can get up to the thousands. I mean, 800 to 1,000. I'm just like, because I have another brother-in-law, my brother-in-law that that spends that much. It's fine. You know, it's, it's his thing. It's 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 whatever. Um, but I just can't afford that. But no, I mean, custom ice rods. I mean, you're probably looking at what? Get about anywhere between about 100 to about 140-ish, maybe. I'd say average is 100 bucks, and then yeah. it yeah. depends on what you want. It just goes up from there. Yeah, yeah sky's the limit, right? And then are you having, yeah. like, a few of those setting out, or are you yeah. – or, or, okay, okay. <laughs> that's, that, that's exactly the thing. It's like, if you could just stick with one, you'd be all right, but then you open up the case and, like, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. It's just like any other type of fishing. You know, you got one rod for this, another rod for this. You know, you have like three, four rods for whatever type of fish you want to fish or whatever techniques. Uh, yeah, it's just a whole nother realm that it's like a rabbit hole yeah. of, of fishing <laughs> just for ice fishing. And, you know, in <laughs> Iowa, Iowa, our season is, I want to say it's like right now, three months. Yeah, maybe? At, best, at best, sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I recently, I spent, uh, what people would consider a lot of money just to just to use that stuff for 
let's say three months. That's what you get. You get the live scope. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. well, hey. <laughs> but you I know, can use live scope it, in open water. Part yes. of part of the live scope investment though was knowing that it was kind of the newest stuff, the latest and greatest. That people were kind of looking at this Garmin uh, gear and that I could potentially recoup some investment. You know, I had what's the other main option out there? What's the other main trolling motor? The, uh, well, let's just forget it. The old tracks, the old tracks. And so I was like, okay, I could do some videos on the old tracks if we get it. And I'd save a few pennies if I went that route. But the fact of the matter is everyone's seen all the old tracks content. So a lot of what I do, of course, is focused on showing something that people haven't seen as often trying to get information out there about some of these products that are more unheard of because in doing that and, and gaining that SEO, that search engine optimization, potentially, right? I'm not saying my videos blow up and explode, but what I will tell you is that some of those videos did good. Some of the reviews on the Garmin stuff, some videos talking about live scope. And so I just try to think, okay, this is gonna, this investment is gonna help pay for itself over time um, along with the boat, right? It's like, okay, yeah. we're getting this boat. This is for fishing videos. This is not for leisure. I can fish off the banks. I can fish off the banks and have fun. You know what I mean? I can fish off the kayak and have fun. Uh, we're getting this boat because it is going to be an investment into the future of this business that is the YouTube channel and the content creation, knowing that we could create an income around it and hopefully recoup that investment. So that was that's the main thing. That's I mean, that's, yep, yep, that's that's the live scope story. Makes sense, though. I mean, and it's it's badass. I'm not gonna lie. I got a chance to see it in action with this guy. The other, uh, yeah, I just week. picked. I just picked the one up a few weeks ago. It's did you? Oh, yeah, living the dream. It sounds like uh, I think I think fishing with Becca said she was using it, and you just put it in that down mode. You can freaking probably turn a 360 and just see the fish. Right? I mean, it's got to be too easy. It's 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 scary easy at times, but I mean, it's also frustrating because you see the fish come, and you're like, oh, it's right there. It's coming. It's coming. The next thing you know, zoom. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And then it happens about 10 times in a row and you're like something's wrong with me or something or something and it's like it's a catch 22 in the sense that you see the fish you see everything it's 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 well worth it i guess you can say because you're like holy cow it's, it's completely brand new technology everything and then, like he said though um he's gonna you, are you mounting on your kayak kit yeah right? i'm gonna put mine on my kayak yeah, yeah that's so. that's awesome that's awesome we'd love to do something like that too but there goes more money <laughs> <laughs> exactly Hey Weston, um, I, let me let me ask you about the live scope. Uh, I I noticed I find myself I find myself fishing less, and I get like too <laughs> focused on the live scope. Like, all right, I'm looking at the live scope. I'm I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. You know, I'm pointing over here instead of just fishing. I think that's the downside of live scope because you 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 can get so much information for, from it that I just find myself. You know what? What if instead of looking for this brush pile for half an hour, I could have just been fishing for half an hour you that's very true i think about that a lot but you know it, it could probably happen just with your traditional sonar your traditional graphs you know people those uh, gear junkies are going to be looking at the graphs and uh, obviously you need to obviously you got to if you're fishing these bigger waters i mean you got to locate the fish you got to find the fish mm -hmm. um let's say you're in a spot where you assume the fish might be regardless right like let's say you didn't have the electronics and you're looking around at this uh, this point or maybe this uh, bit of structure and you don't have the live scope, so you just hit it how you normally would, kind of hit your fan cast, get your main spots, or you have the live scope and you kind of pan it around in that forward mode, right? Uh, is people like Jay Gone Fishing that have kind of changed my perspective on the whole thing because he will, and, and because he's so good with it, 
he will hardly make a cast until he sees a fish on live scope because the thing is he has it so dialed in he's like okay 30 foot ahead 10 foot down cast out that ned rig dink got him you know what i mean it's like it's like you know when he casts he gets the fish it's so funny uh and so you know you you sometimes don't realize maybe what's a fish on there and what's not a fish and then you start realizing maybe you're seeing a ton of bait and yes it gets overwhelming sometimes and i do feel the same maybe if i just casted maybe if i just went down the bank and casted or went to my usual spots on the lake these deep points or what have you and casted uh deep humps and casted i would have just the same results but i do think there's definitely just i think there's a major advantage i mean i don't know if it takes away too much like if you got it in that down mode and let's say you're fishing the water here's the water column here's you, here's the bottom, and then here's the brush pile, here's the fish. I mean, you see your lure go right there and you just know to kind of do, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to say. I do find myself looking at the screen sometimes, but in our realm, uh, which is the content creation side of things, it's not actually a waste of time to be just looking at it for 30 minutes. Cause in that 30 minutes, you could say, oh, look, there's fish right there. You could be showcasing the screen, right? You could be, uh, there's, there's almost ways of making the time you're wasting looking at that screen valuable to your viewers and showing them yeah. live scope. And, and so I try not to look at it like that because I know that there's value either way you go. You know, if I can talk about live scope as I'm using it and say, oh, there's a fish out there, that's extra uh, content to add to the video that could be of value to the viewers. So. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Long conversation, man. I will drag on. You guys got to stop me. If I just no, that's all right. I, I, gra <laughs> I, I grabbed another beer, man. I'm going to grab another I beer right here. I <laughs> need to take a restroom break. <laughs> if, if you got time, you got Western. Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can probably stay on here for until till about 10 uh, Central, another 20 minutes or so. I'd be happy to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you're back before 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hurry up, kid. All right, couple of minutes. Give me two minutes. Do your thing. <laughs> Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Secret Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. Oh, man. He's take two and a half. That <laughs> guy's fish. Hey, welcome to my buddy, man. He, he, he's got to go. He's got to go. It's all right, man. It's just, it is what it is. But no, it's if you ever get an opportunity, man, you, you got to come up here, uh, come ice fishing with us. Um, I, th I think, I mean, obviously, you know, Parrot, Parrot, uh, he, he used to live up north, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, Chicago. Yep. Yeah, so see, he knows ice fishing. I mean, he can come come up, swing by here. I, I don't know. Has he ever even fished in Iowa? I don't even know. I'm sure, I'm sure he has. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I'm not too familiar myself. Come, come swing. Sure. Yeah, swing by next. If you guys, because right now it's kind of crazy, though, because um, it's been, like, super warm the last, like, four or five days. So it's, like, what, ice. Fishing? Yeah, it's got like mid forties <laughs> to us. Okay, sorry, man. Mid right now we're, we're supposedly in the middle of winter, so it's like mid forty. It, it got to like forty today. I like yeah. the ice is melting. You know, that's that's my thoughts. And like, because I'm taking my daughters out to go ice fishing on Sunday, I'm like, can I make it? Is the ice gonna be safe? You know, it's just that like one of those things. But because um, this ice season, it's it's been really at least local here has been really sketchy on certain you know ponds or lakes and stuff yeah but, but yeah no so if I mean, you're worried i guess you just kind of inch your way out there and you use your little corkscrew thing to well, check the, the thickness or what you, do? The, uh, you can use the uh, they call it the auger you can do that that's kind of not the right way to do it because 
I mean, if you're going there and you're drilling, you're, you're standing on. Well, why are you even drilling? You're already standing on it in a way well, if it's safe. But we have leave a it to the Texan. <laughs> yeah, we, we have spud bars. They're like about, mine's about 15, 20 pounds. And then you can at least hit maybe about a good, you know, three to four feet in front of you. So you don't step in the wrong spot that mm-hmm. making sure. Because it, 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 this, this happened this, this year, honestly. I went out. Uh, I think I was with Kit right here. We went out to a, a pond and I got my spud bar. Hitting, hitting two or three times because each hit's about an inch for me. And we can ice fish in about four inches, three to four inches. Four inches is probably the bare minimum. And we're hitting. We're good, good. And all of a sudden, he who was right next to me, it went right through. Like, it was literally two feet. I'm like, yeah, we're back. We backed up. We're like, yeah. we, we can't go that, you know, because that's literally less than an inch. I mean, we're like, he saw it, too. He's like, yeah, we, we're not going there, man. Uh, no, I, I hope, I hope you're not trying to convince him to go ice fishing with no, these I'm horror sorry. stories. No, no, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how we are actually safe about. Oh, yeah. Oh, checking. yeah. You know, yeah, we go for sure. Yeah, we, and we so is that is that not the norm? And what I mean by that is like, you know, is there normally not this kind of like little hot spurt where it would get that thin in the wintertime or? So the thing is with ice, um, it's very unpredictable. It's mm-hmm. like um, you can literally have five inches here and about the next you turn to your right and you can however the water froze, you may have two inches yeah. and or one inch and. It's just really weird, and that's why you always have that spud bar. Just kind of check as you go along, uh, at least in our area. I mean, if you go up north like Minnesota or, or, or like Canada and stuff, I mean, they get to the point where they're like 12, you know, actually like 40, 30 inches of ice. It's like they're driving trucks. and I mean, they're, they're driving freaking plow trucks, you know, in Canada right now. Uh, I know Jay Siemens – we actually had Jay Siemens on uh, our podcast before, and he was just like, yeah, they had plow trucks. I mean – you know how heavy a plow truck is? I mean, so you know it's at least 30 inches, th- you, know, you know, the ice is up there. But, yeah, so here – he, What do they do when they want ice fish then? They what just do they, do when they want ice fish? They just got to go to another lake. <laughs> well, they just pick up all their stuff, drive their little uh, ice castle RV on the ice, drive it across the whole lake, yep. set it down, drill holes. It's uh, – I think in Minnesota they have bars on the ice, like a bar. Yeah. They have a bar. Yeah. yeah. In Minnesota, they're, yeah, you know, fish, they're, you got ice fish in the bar. You're in the bar you're drinking. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard of these or maybe seen something online before. Shoot. Yeah. Parrot asked AP. I think he was, uh, yeah. one of his episodes or one of his videos, he was at a bar. I think it was in Minnesota or somewhere, and he was fishing for walleye through the ice at a bar, I think. Honestly, that might have been where I saw it. That yeah. really might have been. I, I don't know if he's eating pizza in there or something, but I, I'm telling that, that might have been where I seen this. Yeah. So, no, tell, tell, tell that guy we said hi. I mean, we would love to get him on, because uh, we, we had, t- you know, Taro, Taro Murata. He was part of oh. the, thir- the 39 hours thing. Oh, um, maybe not. Do yeah. With, uh, what what is like, uh, what's his channel or Instagram or something Taro. like Taro Murata. Taro Murata. Okay, yeah, then I guess I'm unfamiliar. Shame on nah, me. No, nah, it's all right. No, no, no. Uh, he was, uh, we had him on. He was just like talking about having Perrick with him and stuff. It was you know, a blast. It was we'll, like, we'll have to send it to you. That guy. I'll send it. Yeah. Man, he is. I'll bonkers. send it to you. Yeah, he's bought. <laughs> Dude, T- Taro was off the, he was off the hinges on our podcast. They're like, and he doesn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But funny how that goes sometimes. Yeah. So, no, we'll, we'll get back into it a little bit more. Um, so, my my biggest uh, cool thing about you was like like you were saying you you just got into fishing about 
I mean, hardcore, maybe about two years ago, I think. Well, you know, I, I, I think I made my first YouTube video like October 2017. So no, it was probably okay. early, mid 2017. 2017. Okay. Three, three. So three, three and a half. How do you learn all your, um, techniques and tips because the reason being because when i watch your channel i'm actually i'm not a huge i'm not a professional anything i don't know that much about fishing i just love the fish but i'm telling you the stuff that you put out because you might not think like you were saying when you first started your channel like how to put line on a uh, on this to people who don't know fishing like that is something that i think they gravitate to your channel and just learn how where do you learn all your stuff like i just watched your recent channel that you know you were just talking about the reels like the ratios, the gear ratios. You just did an episode about that, right? To somebody who doesn't know about that, that was very crucial to understand what those numbers were. And I'm just wondering, like, where do you learn all that stuff? Because, I mean, you're not, you haven't been in the business for like 20, 30 odd years. So how did you learn all that stuff? That's true. Uh, thank you. And I think the answer is creating as much content as I did as fast as I do. Because the more you screw up in your videos, <laughs> the more people comment and tell you what you need to be doing and do right. So if I ever, if I have in any of my videos ever mentioned that I'm fishing a bait with a certain gear ratio, here comes all the pros. Here comes all the professionals. <laughs> here comes all the gear ratio professionals. No, 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 no. You don't use that gear ratio, Weston. You're supposed to use this gear ratio and that gear ratio. And then you're like, okay, well, how do I give these bad tips out? I just need to look up gear ratio and what that means. And, and what am I even telling people? And I don't think I was really misinforming a lot of people. And I'm not referring to any one specific video or moment. I'm just thinking a lot of it is because I did stuff incorrectly in my videos that then my viewers responded to in a positive or negative way. Some people, a lot of people are like awesome tips, love the video, blah, blah, blah. But I would check out this knot next time you tie on this bait. Or I would check out this rod next time you're going to throw that lure. And so hmm. really, it's from a lot of my commenters that I've learned so quickly. And someone's, uh, you're never done learning, right? <laughs> it's yeah. an endless, it's an endless pursuit right here, trying to learn this whole fishing thing. So mm -hmm. uh, learning something new every day. But uh, the gear ratio was something that just kind of stuck with me after I figured that out. Okay, like, you know, the 6.4, or 7.4, 8.4. And then, you know, some folks don't realize that those different gear ratios could actually bring in the same amount of line, depending on your spool size. Like if your spool size is larger and it's turning six times because you've got the 400 spool size and then you go get a 200 spool size reel and it turns, you know, seven or eight times, you might bring in the same amount of line. So there's so many variables and it's just stuff you learn because you give out misinformation, I think, for me. <laughs> So you asked the question, that's how I learned is probably telling people bad stuff. And then I get corrected. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's, that's so cool because, um, that you, uh, absorb from your audience, man. That's, that's badass, man. That's pretty cool. Well, and let's not discredit any of the YouTubers I watch, right? There's plenty. True. I will watch the tip videos. I will consume. I'm, I'm huge on like, you know, consuming the content before I go and create something and talk about it. Like, I want to have an understanding of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes my understanding is a little bit off. Uh, you, you know, you can't have this stuff perfected the first time. You know, let's say you buy a reel, a new reel to review, and you've never used that reel before. I mean, you, it's tough to say you're going to give the 100% most accurate review 
I would say it's going to be like, okay, it's going to be a first impressions video, but you've never used this equipment before. So, you know, you could translate that to different baits, different rods, things of that nature. Yes, you've fished maybe a crankbait before, but then this next generation crankbait comes out and then you do a review on it and people say you did something wrong with it. So I've learned a lot through that, but definitely the YouTubers I watch, I pick up a ton of tips. And I think I learned just as much watching YouTubers fish when they weren't talking and giving tips in the video. And what I mean by that is like, you would just see how they're doing things in the video that you pick up, you're watching, right? You're trying to figure this whole thing out. Well, what do I need to learn? Well, maybe when I was first starting out, I needed to learn how to thumb the bait caster properly. Well, they're not talking about this stuff in every video because it's just second nature to them. If you talk about how to thumb a bait caster in every video, every video you did, if you included every single tip there was to give, it would be an hour long and you, you know, you got to diversify things. So in some videos, I might uh, just see, okay, this is how they're thumbing the spool. This is how they kind of shifted hands because they're casting a right-handed bait caster. Then they got to switch it to real. You know, you learn those things just by watching almost more than when you hear them giving out the tips. So that's something important too. Just if someone's out there looking to gain some knowledge from my videos and I'm not giving the tips, just kind of watch more of the videos, consume more of the content, not mine, just anybody's in general, right? Anybody's mm-hmm. pushing content in general uh, around whatever you're trying to learn. I mean, you're going to pick the stuff up even when they're not giving the tips. So that helped me out a lot was just kind of, paying attention right <laughs> yeah no that, that makes hella sense man yeah, the, the little stuff when it comes to fishing makes a big difference and uh yeah you you're your left hand retrieve right well i'll go back and forth you know uh between my wife and i we've got left and right handed stuff um i'll use either i'll use either but i, I think i'm preferring the left-handed stuff i've mentioned in some videos recently it's kind of nice just i you know cast and not have to switch hands yes. the right-handed hook sets it might look left-handed at the moment but the right-handed <laughs> hook sets i uh, seem i just you know it's 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 better for me i think so yeah left-handed right-handed makes no difference i suppose yeah like for me uh i'm, I'm right-handed but i like reeling with my left arm and then when i see people who are right-handed they're like they'll want a right hand retrieve reel like the switcheroo thing always threw me off like why do you want to switch like that's something i never got you know got behind the biggest thing for me is when i see people saying like there's only one way to do it like if you're right-handed no you should be using left-handed because because it only makes sense that you would cast and then start reeling immediately like no no do what's comfortable for you right (laughs) i mean it's, it's, it's hard to twist one as fast as the other if you're not used to it. You know what I mean? Like you definitely feel uncomfortable in some ways. So it's like, you know, try them out and you make up your own decision because left or right handed makes no difference. I, I hear from people all the time that are right handed that use either or as their primary. Same with left handed folks. They're using left or right. It's just preference. So definitely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I cast like, isn't it easier just to because I'm right handed too, but I reel with my left. So I'm just like, isn't that, isn't that just normal? But you're right. I just, whatever's comfortable. I think that's probably obviously the best bet. So you can catch more fish, right? <laughs> I think one, I think one of the bigger tips too, is because the rod technique matters, depending on if you're kind of popping a Texas rig or a jig along the bottom, or you're working a, you're twitching like a different jerk bait, or you're just kind of casting and needing to reel. Like, let's say you're fishing a buzz bait, like a top water that needs to be reeled immediately, or it's going to sink, right? You need to cast mm-hmm. and you need to reel as soon as it hits the surface of that water. Otherwise it's not getting the action you want. I think there's kind of a time and place where one might suit uh, that better. You know, you might work mm-hmm. the, the jerk bait might work better with a certain hand. Cause you feel more comfortable twitching, you know, with the rod pointed down. It's, it's kind of, it's very unique and case by case. And so, yeah, some people are more comfortable working the rod with a certain hand and it works out better for their, for their fishing. So. Yep. No. Nope. Totally makes uh, sense. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of rigs, if you had to pick one rig, what would it be? 
like like bait or gear yeah you... bait 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 wise bait wise yeah it's it's tough to say i've been having a lot of fun with the swim baits lately but then there's like so many swim baits it's like <laughs> wait, i'm not good at picking favorites i'll tell you that I, I, <laughs> I mean if i if i could say for all scenarios across the board and maybe for people who are getting started looking for something that works across the board, right? I just said that. I would say Texas rig. <laughs> mm. I would say the Texas rig is fantastic. And that is because, uh, you know, your weed list right there, you can, mm. you can, depending on your plastic, your soft plastic, you know, if you've got a creature or a crawl with some action, you can swim it and you can kind of, you can work it higher in the water column. You can also let it drop to the bottom and work it kind of that traditional Texas rig way, popping along the bottom through the cover, through the structure. I think a Texas rig is just a great all around tool to catch fish that you're going to be able to work in the most amount of scenarios right off, you know, right off hand that comes to mind. You know, if you're working through some uh, thick brush on the bottom, if you're casting in or near grass, you're going to have that weedless factor. If they're on the moving bite. Well, like I say, I've, I've worked a Texas rig with like a quarter ounce weight and just reeled that crack and crawl in or reeled that creature bait in and gotten just as many hits right at the bank. Like they were hitting the crankbait. I mean, so yeah, I think a Texas rig is pretty versatile and got to be up there. Nice. Oh, good explanation. Yeah. I, like that. I don't know. I don't. Texas, I don't, I don't, Texas y'all. <laughs> well, well, oh, yeah. Okay. He is from Texas. <laughs> so, so, hey, okay. We got to, you got to get up here. Okay. We got to get him to Ice Fish Kit. We got, we got to get him up here. You got to, you got to try a little bit different. What other fish do you actually target besides largemouth? Is there any other fish that you would say, like, oh, this is my go to? I can't, I can't wait to go, you know, go fish for this guy. It's well, there's just a lot of stuff that we want to target. And in the future, we're going to target, you know, I think as the channel grows and expands, we're not leaving anything on the table. We want to go out and, you know, catch them all. We want to go out and get all these fish, but uh, some stuff I do look forward to catching and that I've caught a, few, a handful of times, smallmouth. Now I always have fun when we go for smallmouth. Okay. Uh, there's actually a place around here uh, in Texas, there's a little pond that there's some smallmouth stock and they happen to be able to survive year round and we get on them here on occasion. And then, uh, I mean, striper, we've got striper here at like Lake Texoma. So just a little over an hour north for us and right there at the Oklahoma, Texas border, there's big striper. So, that I, you know, we've gone out and had some fun catching the striper, but you know, I, I really target the largies. I don't do much cat fishing. Uh, it's not that I'm against it. I'd certainly love to go out and catch some giant cats. And uh, just I'm thinking about all these other local species, right? You know, you see some guys going out. And uh, if, it's, if they're going for the gar, those big Texas gar, a lot of times mm. they go fishing. They might be trying to hook one up on the rod and reel just to showcase. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the largies are a ton of fun. So more than enough of a challenge for me to just try and catch those dang things. Uh, so... Nice. But yeah, hey, I mean, when it comes to like saltwater stuff, you know, when it comes to red snook, shark, all this stuff, all these saltwater, there's so many, there's so many species that we want to catch. You know, we visit Florida, we're trying to catch the peacock bass. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would say peacock bass are just a ton of fun. It's just like the bass on steroids on another level. You can hardly hold the thing. You can hardly lip them. They're thrashing so hard. Maybe you guys know. And so uh, those are, those have been a ton of fun. I always get excited if there's an opportunity to try and catch some peacock bass. We, yeah, I, we've never caught a peacock bass because obviously we're in Iowa. We don't have that, but um, that's because we, yeah, I would like to. I got to make a trip to do it. So, you know, yeah. it's not very often, but if you, if you get that chance, bring your gripper, man, bring your gripper. Don't be trying to lip these things. If you catch you a big okay. one, it will rip your hand. It won't rip your hand <laughs> off, but it's, 
<laughs> you're gonna get that bass thumb after one catch instead of 15 you know what i mean you're gonna be torn up <laughs> good info i didn't know that no honestly i would have just like whatever okay that makes yeah, makes sense all right I, I think we have one or two videos um you might have to search like weston smith peacock bass or something i'll shoot it over to you i think we could get one or two videos where we caught some peacock bass and you'll see our initial reaction where it's like oh okay they are on another level <laughs> oh man i know like i'm i'm big into catfish and i know texas has some big catfish some big ones yeah i i just i haven't caught any you know i'd speak on it but we've caught maybe 10 to 12 pounders um and that's that's topping the chart so far for us. We haven't dedicated the time to really go to the right places, fishing the right stuff to catch one on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not by accident. We're we're gonna have to get Weston into some of these stuff, Kit. I think uh, catfishing is one of those things. That he, this guy just—I mean, I literally I catfished before as a kid, whatever. But I, I really got finally got into it like this year a little bit more. Um, got the gear for it and, and you know super excited now and it's just like now i get it <laughs> it's kind of fun man when you just sit because you can drink yep. <laughs> you can sit there and it's, drink it's a different experience i mean i'm telling yeah. you what you can make all the instagram posts you need to make exactly <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly you're right you can catch up on all your content stuff while you're waiting for the big boy to get <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it, it was kind of cool to, to get it hey, unless you're too busy catching fish no, hey, that's not always the case. I'll tell you what, sometimes it's better just to go to Walmart and grab a package of hot dogs and cast them out on a hook and heavy weight. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Don't pull your bottom reel in there. Be careful. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, before we let you go here, because uh, I don't know, I, I, I really got a chance to pick your brain and everything, but I, I do want to yeah, tell you. If you got more questions, go ahead and fire away. Yeah, no, no. I'm having a good time. No, I, I definitely appreciate what you did on your channels, like, when you when you show because he does it he does the same thing too like you don't catch all the time like i appreciate that you guys show uh when you go out and fish yeah sometimes you get skunked or sometimes you catch that just that one fish but that one fish made your day you know what i mean yeah. it, it, a lot of people don't realize that that that's why we do it in a way it's like sometimes you keep going you keep going you don't catch anything you see other people you guys are filming other people catching so it's cool you guys are excited for them um and to me when i watch your guys channel because i i don't film you know myself fishing or anything like that but i watch your i absorb your guys content and uh i tell him all the time i go man i love it that you guys just show the realism you know what i mean when you go fishing because that's to me because you can always watch a billion other channels you can see that you know yeah you can catch catch that happens Mm -hmm. but when you see the realism but see that what you guys are going through because the cool thing is when I watch your guys' channels that I can see what you guys are thinking, you know, okay, I'm, let me change it to this. Let me see, try this. Let me try this. Let me try, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cause ah, I didn't even think of that. You guys are trying new, new techniques that, okay, that didn't work. Let me try this lure. So like I said, man, I just want to tell both of you guys that, you know, totally appreciate that you guys are, are showing those, that part where I'm not, this ain't working. So I got to try something new. So that's pretty cool to me, man. So I just want to let you know that, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah. So other than that, man, do you got anything else for him though, kid? I mean, I, I, I had a blast with this guy. I just want to get him up here so we can get him ice fishing, get a Texan. <laughs> ice fishing. That's what I want to do. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Weston. So uh, usually at this point, we just try to, you know, how, if people want to get a hold of you or, you know, where can they find you? And yeah. then, you know, what's, what's, what's next for Weston? You know, what, 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 what are your plans in the future? Like next couple months, you know, any, 
any trips or you know maybe new species you want to target or anything like that right good question i mean we we uh i wouldn't say we just have a ton of stuff planned at the very moment right we got big ideas Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> with those big ideas, you got to you got to dish out to go and uh, well, you know, you're trying to travel cost money. So we've got a lot of stuff lined up locally. We got a lot of uh, new bait and gear reviews coming soon to the channel. We actually got a new kayak that we're going to be uh, showcasing here pretty quick. And then also uh, <laughs> we'll take it offline, yeah. man. We'll take it offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, if people want to find us, I mean, it's simply Weston Smith over on YouTube, or you can find us on Weston underscore underscore Smith on Instagram. That's where I've been the most active through 2019, making three posts a day on average in 2019. I, I was doing uh, big numbers over there, and that's what led to some growth. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to stay steady and consistent with the content in 2021, to be completely honest, completely fair. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, some unrealistic goal and some crazy stuff we want to do, but uh, just stay tuned, man, because we're ready to have a bunch of fun this year. And just like I say, keep creating this content and uh, see what our viewers want to uh, watch more of, honestly. You know, whatever they are up for, we want to dish it out. We might vary things up and post some stuff that's not fishing at all. So uh, be on the lookout. I appreciate you guys for having uh, for having me. Oh, man, this has been badass, man. Thank you so much. And you know what? I can't wait. We get down to Texas. I'm hitting you up, brother. I'm yeah, you have to. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on down. I'm telling you what Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, we got Lake Fork down here. You know, we hit it one time and it was, it was fair. <laughs> My wife caught her PB. I didn't tell you that. That was her, her one bite the whole weekend. We were at Lake Fork. She caught her PB out there. Wow. <laughs> nice. Fork, and it was looking, it was looking uh, bleak, I should say. And then boom, right there on the swim bait last day, got lucky. So That's- yeah. Y'all come down and fish Lake Fork. I'll come up there and do some ice fishing. Hey, oh, deal, deal, brother. <laughs> deal. So, thank you so much, man. Definitely appreciate it, man. My pleasure. I'm gonna have this last uh, sip of whiskey. Cheers to you guys. Have a good night, and uh, maybe we'll see you for round two on the podcast one of these days. All right, All right. sounds good, bro.